0: So, J.R., Wisconsin Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson is being called a racist after comments he made late last week on a conservative, syndicated talk show. Johnson said he wasn't worried about the predominantly white supporters of Donald Trump during the deadly riot at the U.S. Capitol in January, but he might have been worried if they had been Black Lives Matter protesters. Johnson later clarified his comments to the Milwaukee Journal-Sentinel. Critics called Johnson's comments racist and despicable, and they again called on him to resign, as they did a few weeks ago when Johnson said the riot at the Capitol didn't seem like an armed insurrection to him. There have been repeated calls for a while for Johnson to step down. What do you think will ultimately happen here?
1: Well, he's not going to resign or anything. That's not I don't think, the wrong possibilities with Senator Johnson uh, and one thing he said after these comments kind of came to light was that he was referencing the uh, trying to make, point out the protests that happened over the place this summer in the wake of the killing of george floyd uh, by Minneapolis police officer that there was some violence there and property damage and so he was trying to compare the two that said it's it's another example of where johnson has said something giving his critics fodder they try and paint him as out of touch and sensitive you know pick your word you want to use and and looking ahead to this decision coming up about whether to seek a third term, you know, this kind of stuff isn't really helping him uh, in trying to, you know, change the dynamic or change the perception about him among swing voters. I mean, he's tied himself very closely to Donald Trump. He seems to be taking a path that if he's going to run for a third term, is going to be as a, you know, a, a Trump cheerleader. And that might work, you know, that it, it might be a way to jazz up the Republican base that has become fairly pro-Trump and, and ride that to a third term. But you're not giving yourself a lot of wiggle room if you're trying to look at swing voters that might you might need um, in a contested race in a purple state like Wisconsin.
0: Do you think Congress might try to censure him at some point?
1: It's hard to say. It's too early to know if that's in the wrong possibilities. It's just kind of now, the controversy is now just kind of getting legs a little bit. So uh, hard to say at this point.
0: Also last week, there was a fair amount of activity in the state legislature. An assembly committee passed a bill that would forbid employers from requiring employees or prospective employees to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Some people are concerned that employers might require the vaccine, and the bill will probably come to the floor soon. Do you think we're in for a heated debate on this in the legislature?
1: Oh, I get the impression that there are definitely... Some Republicans who are pushing hard for this, they've heard from constituents about their concerns of being required to get a vaccine. Some of the issues that I've heard about though is there's, for example, there's no exemption for healthcare workers or people who work in the nursing home industry. And people I talked to have a hard time seeing Governor Evers sign a bill that would tell a hospital, you can't require a COVID-19 vaccine considering what we've been through with the pandemic over the past year. So there are definitely some passionate feelings about this. Uh, this issue, I just don't know that we're going to see this bill go anywhere, and there are people have real doubts that the governor would sign it.
0: In another development, a legislative committee passed a measure that would give the Joint Finance Committee oversight of Wisconsin's share of the latest federal COVID relief package. Wisconsin is expected to receive $5.5 billion in federal stimulus money. Under the bill, the Republican-controlled committee would sign off on any expenditures before Democratic Governor Tony Evers could distribute the money. Republicans argue that this allows the people of Wisconsin to have a seat at the table, while Evers says he can't wait around for the legislature and Wisconsinites need the relief as soon as possible. What do you think will ultimately happen with this bill?
1: Generally speaking, governors don't like ceding authority to the legislative branch. It doesn't matter what party he or she is from, what the issue is, they're always suspicious about giving up any authority. That issue is exasperating in this Capitol because the Capitol is not really functioning the way it maybe has in years past with the dynamic between Democratic Governor Tony Evers and GOP legislative leaders. I mean, and there's a whole host of examples of where there's mistrust Between the two, from the lame duck laws that were approved in December 2018 by Republicans that took away some of Governor Evers' powers before he became governor, to Governor Evers' staff secretly taping the Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and then Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald during a meeting without their knowledge. I mean, there's just all these examples of ways in which the two sides don't trust each other. So, on the one hand, you know, the of that five point five billion, roughly three point two billion comes to the state, the rest goes to local government, you know, counties, cities, that kind of thing. So on the one hand, I mean, you think about that three point two billion on top of the I think it was one point nine or so billion from the first package, that's a lot of money for one person to direct at his pleasure. The same time, what incentive does Governor Evers have right now to give Assembly Speaker Robin Voss our Senate leader, Devin LeMahieu, some kind of say-so in the process. There's just not a working relationship there. Now, what this bill would do is the Joint Finance Committee is our budget committee. It's called the passive review process. You submit a proposal, the administration does, to the committee on that 14-day process. The committee has 14 days to review it. If nobody objects, then it be- takes effect. If there's an objection, there's a hearing and a vote. Well, if the committee were to vote um, to do something different... Evers can't stop what they want to do, because the way it works is if, the, if I understand it right, the committees, which is twelve for Republican right now, if it passes something, Evers could basically try to veto that, but the committee has the numbers to override the veto. So, the governor basically giving up that power where that money goes. I just to talk to you, just do not see a way that he would do that right now, because again, there's not a good working relationship in the capital between the governor and GOP leaders, and nobody sees that changing anytime soon.
0: And finally, the state school superintendent's race is heating up. It pits former Brown Deer Superintendent Deb Kerr against Pacatonica Superintendent Jill Underly. The race is officially nonpartisan, but Kerr is backed by conservatives, while Democrats support Underly. Last week, Kerr proposed moving the Department of Public Instruction and its 400 employees out of Madison and into offices across the state. Underly called the proposal an attempt to revive a flailing campaign in an apparent reference to comments Kerr recently made on social media regarding race for which she was widely criticized. So the election is being held in three weeks. Where do you see the state of the race at this point?
1: What people I talked to are watching for is, will conservatives slash pro school choice forces invest in this race and spend significant resources. The reason why is the state superintendent race for years, and I mean years, has basically been about which candidate gets the backing of WIAC, state's largest teachers union, and public school advocates. That's been the path to winning. Um, and I've heard Republicans complain for years that oh, we didn't spe- we didn't invest enough money in that race, we didn't put enough effort in. Um, why didn't we do that? But then every time a new race comes up, I don't see Republicans invest the money that's needed to make it a race. So here we have a situation where there's an opportunity for Deb Kerr to make an issue of things like, for example, schools being reopened. You know, there's definitely some frustration out there among some parents that their kid's school is not open to every extent that they would prefer. That could be a potent issue. If you don't have the resources to back it up, it's hard to make it an issue Uh, Jill Underly, uh, superintendent from Pecatonica, she's got the backing of WEAC. We've seen already a a Dem group do some digital ads for her. So she's getting some independent help right now. The question we have, again, is will we see those, you know, school choice groups, those conservative groups, will they invest money in this race to try to make it uh, a little more interesting? So if they do, it could be, you know, there's an opportunity there for Deb Kerr. If they don't, it's just a matter of reality and politics that if you've got the resources, you've got the advantage. And right now, Underly has more groups backing her that are willing to invest in this race. What's interesting is, you know, we're less than a month out at this point. Um, Typically, you want to see, you know, a good couple of weeks of TV, of, of, of some kind of paid advertising. And it's sometimes that's not enough because you have like a state Supreme Court race or you have a. Uh, some other big race going on. There's literally nothing happening in Wisconsin in the April ballot that's as high profile as this is. There's, there's no big you know, contested county executive race, no big mayoral race, no big, you know, state Supreme Court contest. So even if it's not a full couple weeks, you could see a possibility of a late buy coming in that would get people's attention because there's nothing to kind of clutter up the airways and make it hard to that message to break through. So, just keep an eye out for that. Do you see those groups invest in um, Kerr's campaign? And if they do, can they can they really catch capture the attention of the public and get people motivated to turn out to vote? It's it's a lot of unknowns right now, but that's what people I know are watching for at this point.
0: That's Swisspolitics.com editor J R Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.